this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hello, everyone. And, uh... Happy almost end to 2014. This is Jason over here at the Ears Up Podcast. With me as always, Terrence and Taryn. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'm okay. Terrence but, is having some technical issues right now, yeah. and uh, you know he's, his head is about to explode. I know. I'm trying to make the best out of it, but... Um. <laughs> how can you make the... How, can you, how, how do you do that? When your internet doesn't work, how do you make the best of that? I'm just curious, because I don't... I would throw things. Well... <laughs> You have to remember what it was like before interwebs. Mm-hmm. Well, just, then we wouldn't be doing a podcast. No, yeah, no, you're you're right. Actually, so there's no way to make the best out of it. <laughs> this is horrible. Start throwing things. Yeah. It's my personal. <laughs> just how I exercise my demons. It's you know, it's all right. Oh goodness. <laughs> but you're doing good. You're getting through it. You're breathing. You're doing those breathing exercises I taught you. Yes. You're doing fine. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, if it makes you feel better, I think I'm having more problems than you are in the high tech world right not, now. Yeah, you're not even on the interwebs no, right now. I'm. I'm. I, I need to get out my dictionary uh, and Uh-oh. and my other books so that I can um, use them instead of the internet right now because I don't have it. Is that mm-hmm. what it was like before the internet when you had Dictionaries. to like read and yeah. stuff? Yeah. That's strange when you have to find information instead of it coming right to you. Yeah. Hey, research. Terrence. Yeah. Yeah. Could you move over at all, or is that too far from the mic? Because I can't see you. It's pretty far from the mic. Okay, fine. Yeah. I can maybe I can't. There we. Hey, what's up, Taryn? <laughs> Wait, Taryn solved her own problem. Yeah, well, not by really. asking someone it's else still... to fix it, but she did it herself. It's still actually exactly the same. This is why I don't fix my own problems. Because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> because I'm incapable mentally and physically of changing myself. It did nothing. We'll take care of it between shows. Yeah. Uh, you could try going the other way. That's That was where I just moved from, though. There's well. too many chairs in this place. <laughs> throw them. Throw them. <laughs> okay. it'll, give some, it'll give Terrence something to throw, man. <laughs> okay, I can see Terrence now. Uh, those of you watching our live stream page know that uh, Beverly decided to bail out on us tonight. Boo. So uh, you're going to get the one static shot, but that's fine. It's an overhead view. You'll get to see Ter- more of Terrence and Terrence. And uh, less of me, but more of the back of my head. You're welcome. Which I feel like is a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, mix. You're gonna have to turn oh, around and wave go. every now and then. Yeah, me just yeah. to just to show everybody. Yeah, that don't, I'm, don't forget that I'm about real. me. You can actually see the side of your face. I, I would say that's, that's your true. best side. This, hmm. The side of his face? No, this, that side. Your left side of your face is your best side. I, I see. I've often <laughs> wondered what does it take to get a good side. Um, Practice. Now I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who would um, who would always have the same pose in pictures for like there was like a good six month period where every single picture was the same pose and I was like so you've been practicing that and she was like well yeah I mean you need to have a good pose and I was like you need to get another one too because- <laughs> it sounds like Zoolander when you <laughs> trying to perfect Magnum or whatever yeah. that was blue steel blue steel, blue steel. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah blue steel 
Well, you do need to practice. I mean, she's right. You need to l- learn how to look good because if you don't, those of us who don't look good normally, <laughs> we need to. You know, we should work on it. So maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll work on my pose. <laughs> there you go. You should. Oh, I can't wait to catch you in the bathroom. What are you trying to say? I should working what on it. What does that even mean? I just told you why. By the way. <laughs> Well played, ma'am. Thank Taryn you. is the, the queen of the. Uh, I wonder what I wonder what people like Taryn used to do before laptops had built-in cameras, and could take like you know the she's like the queen of the of the laptop selfie. Are you that the, is not the, true. I have a I actually have a post-it over my camera right now. Hell, you. That's recent. That was my old job where I didn't really have much to do. Oh. You took selfies at work when you didn't have much to do? So I had this idea that I was going to take a photo to... every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. To look and see to, how my to, makeup is to, bound. To see, like, how I changed throughout the years. But then I realized, like, what changes is that you get older and you get more lines. Yeah, like, and so I stopped. How many? Wait, how long did you make it? Like Four hours. Uh, no. <laughs> one picture. I didn't do it every single day, but I would do like one a week, and I did it for like three years. And then I was like, I'm, st- I'm not doing serious? this anymore. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's Because sometimes I would like to go back and be like, oh, man, that was not a good day. Let's not do that again. That was actually quite impressive for and, three yeah. years. But I, can't, I yeah. can't get her to remember to turn off the bathroom light. <laughs> but she can remember to take a photo of herself. Baby steps. That's what I need to do. You know what? Oh, this is such a great invention for, for people who are selfie-obsessed. Like, we have a friend uh, named Mike whose wife is just – she'll burn batteries just selfieing with her cell phone when we go oh. out. It's, she's insane. Uh, but lovely yeah. lady. She loves Does she selfie. listen to this show? No, absolutely not. Okay, good. But she's still a lovely lady. Okay. Um, she, she's the same thing. And so for people who are selfie-obsessed, uh, there's some sort of thing where if you turn the light switch on or off, it'll take a photo of you. That's the only way I think some people <laughs> can remember how to turn off lights. Huh. Million-dollar you know? idea. Right? There we go. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. The selfie switch. The selfie switch? The switch cam. You heard it here, folks. The switch cam. But so so then this is going to be in the bathroom. You're going to come up with some problems there. Why? You can't have cameras in the bathroom. Well, just don't start it's your, flipping the lights on and off while you're doing anything it's weird. It's your camera. It's, like, it's not like they mount a camera in no. the bathroom to take a picture of you. It's your phone. <laughs> yeah. no, oh. It's not as creeperish as it sounds. It instantly uh, transmits to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know it sounded that? pretty creepy at first. Yeah. Well, oh, it's a great invention, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I think it would help kids too because I think children are becoming more obsessed with how they look, based you know, <sighs> thanks to front-facing cell phone cameras and yes. parents giving kids cell phones at ten years old. I don't get that. I don't get it either. I don't get that. I didn't. Well, okay. It's I'm hard. not. I'm yeah. not that old. No, I'm not that old. You're 47. You're doing all right. Yeah, 34. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, um, I don't. I did. I got my first cell phone when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but man, I I don't I don't know if I'd get my kids a cell phone at, at ten at this point. I, I know everyone has one, but I wouldn't. But so what? I would, maybe a jitterbug or something. I had a yeah. pager. <laughs> yeah, the big buttons. Yeah. <laughs> you can't text. You better call them if you want to say something. You can't even text on that thing. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I had a pager too, and I wonder if it's because mm-hmm. the, the technology. Then I mean. Right. When my dad and I would go see my grandma, we would take the cell phone from the house, the big battery, and plug it into the <laughs> to right. the car, right. and you know, call ahead for a pizza. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, the differences in technology aside, I don't think kids need a cell phone at twelve or fourteen. Like you know what? I mean, think about it at this point uh, from two thousand, let's say ten, mm-hmm. um, to the beginning of time. 
kids have been easily found. Like, you can find your kids. It's fine. There's going to be so many kids listening to this podcast with their parents. Oh, so mad. Cursing at us for what we're saying right now. Um, um, <laughs> uh, Mom, don't, you know, those guys, I don't I, don't I really think they, hate that podcast. I don't think they understand. <laughs> I just... But Johnny has one. Mom, why would you listen to them? They don't even know the name of rides at Disneyland. <laughs> what do you think they know about life? Yeah. <laughs> but that one camera idea was a good... Yeah, yes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it might, might be different when I have kids, if that uh, ever happens. But, you know, for now, nobody needs a cell phone. Nobody, nobody needs I don't needs know. One. I disagree with you guys only because, like, I am close enough to being a teenager Unlike you, old people. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. And so I can totally understand. Two years makes. <laughs> it's not two. Almost. Well, for me and Terrence, maybe. Right. Um, but I can totally understand why. Like I had a pager when I was like in when I was like fourteen, and then I had a cell phone that I couldn't really use. It was giant, and it was because I was a latchkey kid. But like, I don't know. I had that my freshman year in high school. Well, and so here's a good point. How many times legitimately did you use your pager? Like. For your parents to get a hold of you, which is the oh, excuse that parents. we all use. No, right, I, I yeah. pager coded with all my friends. Yeah, all pager my friends. Code. Oh, <laughs> I my first pager was one of the ones where you can actually call and leave a message, and then they type out the message oh, and wow. send it to the pager. Oh, yeah, that was, oh, that was a fancy one. It was fantastic. I loved that. And there's yeah. a whole one four three. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just tell me. Yeah, seriously. Oh goodness. <laughs> Good time. So sorry, kids, if we just talked your parents out of getting you an iPhone for your birthday, but you really don't need it. No. Yeah. You don't. You, don't. you really don't. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I don't know where you live. Maybe you live in a bad neighborhood. Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks a lot for uh, for sticking around and, and listening to our banter about how back in our day, things were so much simpler. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff if you want more of this. Or you can just go to the blog right now and, and, and download all of our stuff. It's earsup-podcast.com. We're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, not so much Pinterest, or are we on Pinterest? I don't know. Still. It doesn't uh, matter. I like picking on Pinterest, Pinterest because <laughs> I don't get it. You wouldn't. It's okay. not your kind Perfect. of thing. Um, we are on it, but not as much as we probably should be. Okay. Wonderful. Um, any feedback on the show, send to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. We love getting feedback. Uh, I can't ask for enough feedback. Feedback is my life. I need to know that I'm loved and cherished. Uh, send compliments uh, of any length or size to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E. Anything else, send me, uh, send me at Jason at earsup-podcast.com. Dot com. Uh, like I said, don't forget to check out our blog for more cool Disneyland info. We have some blogs and the kind of stuff that we don't necessarily talk about on the show. Uh, photos and stuff of the stuff we do talk about on the show. And uh, all that kind of nonsense. We have an Amazon link. You can go check that out. I, I'm, I'm sure some of you made your Christmas purchases through our Amazon link, and I appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm a post a pre-appreciating until I actually look at it and then curse everyone for not doing it. Uh, but go check that out. Uh, you can buy some coasters if, if you're into the coaster thing. Uh, any ways to help us out. Or we have reoccurring donations. You can do a reoccurring monthly donation. We have a couple. Um, thank you to uh, uh, Matthew and to uh, Greg, which is weird. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the Gregs. One of the Gregs. Uh, <laughs> they have become recently reoccurring donors, and uh, we really appreciate it. it. It helps us out a lot. We just, we've had to uh, upgrade our hosting capacity um, you know, we've been, you guys have been sucking down our bandwidth and, and just kind of devouring all of our content. I really appreciate that. So, yeah, um, that's great news. As a result, you know, costs kind of go up and stuff. So, 
um, those recurring donors really, really help us stay on the air. So if you want to help us stay on the air, you can drop us a, a, a donation. It could be a one-time thing. It doesn't matter. It could be a dollar. Who cares? You know, the, the, the point is that you're, you're helping out, and uh, you know, we really appreciate that. Yes. Um, feedback, Taryn. This is going to be interesting. So, uh, we, all right. I'm actually looking it up as we I need to go speak. over to Terrence's computer because mine doesn't love me. That's okay. Okay. Um, sorry. This isn't going to work. I like how we're prepared for the show. Well, every we time. were. I you was. Were? I had everything open, but without the internet, it, nothing works. Right. So. And we probably should have done this before we went on the air. So we'll just skip it. This right. is good radio. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can't do it. Let's Can't skip do the all iTunes. The stuff. What I wanted to do is talk about the uh, 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 Christmas rundown and uh, if we got anything cool for Christmas. Terrence, did you get anything cool for Christmas? I actually did. Um, I didn't get a lot because our Christmas gift to each other and from the family was the uh, Disneyland trip that we went on. We'll talk right. about that a little bit later. But right, yeah. um, my, my sister-in-law, Missy. She uh, she surprised me, and it kind of brought a tear to my eye. Uh, oh. She gave me a magnet that I'd never seen before. It was a churro magnet. <laughs> churro magnet. It was a churro <laughs> magnet. Okay. Yeah. Brought a tear was, right to your eye? It really did, because um, at one point I had – well, we'll talk about that later, but at one point everyone started making fun of me because of my – churro intake right on the trip and so she i've decided, noticed you've 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 look a little you know bigger <laughs> yeah yeah it, it happens it yeah. happens it's the holidays um yeah so she got it for me and that was probably my favorite gift wow yeah all right a, a thousand dollar magnet <laughs> is that what they're going for any these days uh i think we have a uh, annual pass oh so, so you got 10 percent off, off. Oh, that's good. Well, hey, bucks. That, it's not bad that's not bad at all <laughs> Um, Tara and I got uh, new shoes for Disneyland, Yes, which is something we've talked about before. Uh, if you go to Disneyland and you sit down and you just look at people's feet, the ma- vast majority of people seem to have brand new tennis shoes, mm-hmm. trainers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're brand new just for Disneyland. And we often wondered, like, who buys brand new shoes to go to Disneyland? But we've always been, like, every time we go to the park and afterward you're walking back to the hotel and you're like, oh, my God, I can't walk another step. My feet are killing me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have terrible feet. I have flat feet and just they're f- fat and <laughs> long and thin and just they're every they're gross. And uh, But it, <laughs> it hurts, man. I have try insoles. I try all this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, so I got a, a brand new pair of, like, Nike whatevers. Uh, yeah, just you know, trainer shoes or yeah. whatever. Well, the best part about this is that I, Jason got me a pair, and then my parents got him a pair. But both times that they were opened, it was like, oh, these are our Disneyland shoes. Nice. Like they were not running shoes, they are not right. walking shoes, they are not trainers. Right. They are Disneyland shoes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically they're running shoes, but come on, who right. runs? That's, no, it's true. And actually, um, because of you guys saying that about the new shoes, um, I happened to wear a pair of new shoes last time I was Disney in Disneyland. Yeah, and I. Felt like people were looking at me. I really did. Sure. <laughs> I never realized that before. I never thought about that. My sister in law yeah. calls it the new shoe game. It's good. You look yeah. around. If you, you sit down, you take a break, and you start people watching, and then you mark how many new shoes you see. Wow. Yeah. So now I have like two different pairs that I can wear to the park because I have my really good flip flops that are like yoga mat mm-hmm. for like if my feet get too hot. And then I have my really cool walking shoes. Nice. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. We also uh, splurged a little right before Christmas and got some of the new um, Disney Christmassy things. They're like the, oh, they're yeah. they're made to look like they're the fifties. Nice. 
like, like the retro yeah. 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 tree skirt. We got oh, a tree skirt, so which cute. is way nice. too much money. But it was on sale on the side. Yeah, we got like 25% off or something like that. Yeah. But um, And like this little dish that matches it. It's um, a candy. Dude, it, and it's like rectangular, and it's probably eight inches long. What are we going to do with that? There's yeah. Nothing, I mean, what are you really going to I mean, and I don't, we used it, excuse me, for our Christmas party, and that was it. And yeah. it just kind of sits there, and it's like, oh, this is a waste of $1,000. It wasn't a thousand dollars. No, it wasn't. But it um, felt like it. We also, uh, Jason got me. Uh, I think this was my favorite gift that I got this year. Was this ornament? I put it on Instagram, so you, m- some people may have seen it. But it's, um, it's like a bulb, but uh, it's flat on one side, and on the flat side, it has this like it looks like a painting. I don't know if it's a painting or or just some sort of image of the submarine ride. Oh, yeah, 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 with, I did see that. Did yeah. you? With, um, it's like Snorkel with, Mickey underneath or something. With Well, it has Daisy and Minnie off to the side, and they're mermaids. <laughs> and then oh, Mickey wow. is on top. He's like like where, you're, where you would hang the ornament. Mm-hmm. That's a little Mickey, and he's doing his, like, I don't know, like his conductor <laughs> what, thing. Is he voguing? No, he's doing his <laughs> conductor <laughs> thing. Like, oh, okay. Waving I don't know. your hands around. Yeah. All right. But I love that. I thought it was awesome. It was really unique, very vintage. Um, actually vintage, not like hipster vintage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't really know. Well, yeah, I guess we don't know. Yeah. But it looks vintage. Like, it's porcelain. Yeah, it's heavy. It yeah. was hard to find a branch to fit that thing <laughs> wow. on. Yeah. It's well, really cool. Well done, sir. It's fun. Yeah. So anyway, we we kind of had a Disney Christmas, which is pretty cool. So everyone else's Christmas was pretty good. Or Hanukkah or whatever. You know, I don't want to single anybody out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Terrence, trip to your trip to lands. How was uh, how was your Disney trip, man? We were sorry we couldn't go. No, it's okay. I just um, I have to apologize for for to, to who? First of all, to everybody. Oh no! Because I for a long time I I thought that I really knew what I was doing when it came to um, Disneyland, and well, I thought that my feelings were right on point, and that was absolutely wrong. <laughs> oh, really? So um, it's been about it was a year. About a year in between trips, just because, you know, family growing and things like that. And in that year, we started really watching uh, all the old Disney movies with our kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, leading up to the trip, we made sure that every Fantasyland ride that was based on a movie, we watched the movie at least once. Okay. And it made the rides so much better. (laughs) Really? Oh, so somebody yes. liked Fantasyland this time. I <laughs> loved it. Weird. It is so weird how that happens. It. I, I so, know. <laughs> I already apologized, all right? <laughs> now, why did you love it? Because there's different reasons to, to love it. Well, I, okay, the reason why I loved it is because it, before it was just a ride. And it, it just kind of, it, it to me, it felt like... Um, everything was just kind of pieced together on the rides because I didn't have the whole story. You know, oh, okay. I know something happens with Snow White at some point and she meets a couple of little dudes and then something else happens. But when <laughs> a you, couple when, of little dudes. Well, but, but when you watch the movie and you have the full story of everything that happens, you see how um, how well they put everything together yeah. on the ride. It was um, absolutely amazing. Alice in Wonderland is not only one of my uh, kids' favorite movies, I'm going to say it. Top three ride to me. See? That's really? what I've been yes. saying. That's a really good ride. Especially with the new effects and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. And that's one of the almost originals. Yeah. It Crazy. Re- it really is. I mean, and, and so you felt this way just because you watched the movie, tied it in I together? Ha- yes, I, I really did. And being able to, to see everything. I mean, 
it doesn't mean that I love every Disney movie. It doesn't mean that I love sure. every old Disney movie, but I completely get it. And to see how to, how they took an hour and a half movie and they they just crammed it into a you know a seven minute ride after a three hour wait, but you know they crammed it in <laughs> yeah. there like that. It's is fantastic. I mean, I, I, could hmm, what am I trying to say? Do you think that? This is why this maybe explains the fervor around Disneyland is because these you know when Disneyland first opened people are kind of watching some of these movies mm-hmm. and like oh that's great and it's the first time anywhere that you could be a part of the movie yes and that's why Disneyland is so well themed because it actually it puts you right in the middle of it I mean I uh, just just in our in preparation of going and you know and uh, I'm, I'm a nerd and you guys know obviously because True. I'm on this podcast I'm a nerd. <laughs> And just reading some of the history and listening to Taryn when she did the history of Fantasyland and having people, you know, complain before that you don't see Snow White on the Snow White, Snow White ride. Right. It's it means they really wanted you to be a part of it. You know, this isn't a movie that was 60, 70, 80 years old at the point. You know, it was you know, maybe 20 years old, maybe 10 years old at that, at that point. So yeah. it was still fresh in people's minds. And for you to be able to see this movie and then go on this ride and feel like you're actually in the movie – it's amazing there was no one else doing that at that time. And I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why Disneyland really caught on because they knew how to capture the imagination and to reintroduce imagination to older people as well. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, animation like that, sound animation, right, was probably, mm-hmm. what, 20 years old yeah. or so? Yeah. And, you know, it takes a while for a movement to catch on, but... Mm-hmm. Man, Walt knew exactly what was going on. That guy's a genius. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his yeah. head's probably. What has he thought somewhere. of since like the seventies? <laughs> huh? He's rolling. Well, around so it's his kind brain. of funny. Speaking of him being a genius, I um, I just did this weird report at work. We do this. This uh, one weird report that'll make everyone change their minds. <laughs> we do this. We do this all team lunch and learn every week. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, lunch and learn before or after nap time. <laughs> so they asked me to. To to present, and I was like, yeah. so I'm an executive assistant. Like, I mean, realistically, like, what do you you want to learn? How I order lunches, or <laughs> like how I schedule things for the CEO? Like, which right. which of those is most important? Right. So, I took it upon myself to do a presentation about Disney. <laughs> nice, because uh, and I related it to my work um, in in the way of like. Every company started as a startup kind of thing. Mm. But as I was doing this, like, that was the phrase I kept saying throughout the presentation was, like, Walt was a genius. Like, he was the first to do so many things. It's crazy. I'm going to I'm gonna present it to you guys one day. Okay. Yeah. It'll be a dinner and learn. A dine and learn. <laughs> yes. A dine and learn. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anything else about your trip, Terrence, you want to go over? Um, I finally got to ride Big Thunder. Five? Oh, the new really? one. I. I forgot that you haven't yeah. been in like five years. Well, and that's the thing is that when um, when you guys went, you guys did the preview and did all of that. Yeah, I wasn't there when that's I went right. before. I mean, it it was difficult. I mean, I had a two year old and a you know six month old. You couldn't really do a lot of those things. But you know, it was there were twenty. Oh my goodness, there are twenty of us, twenty of us together in Disneyland trying to figure things out and stay together. And, oh man, uh, I can't even imagine that. Oh. It's a group of five. What's the worst thing you've ever done in your life? <laughs> because this was worse than that. <laughs> it really was. Oh, man. It, it's just it's impossible to keep everyone together and yeah. keep everyone. You I mean, can't. We visited every single bathroom. 
because someone had to use the bathroom every two minutes. <laughs> so you're an expert on bathroom locations. Yes, I know exactly where they are, and I know where the cleanest ones are as well. Nice. Oh. So I'll still say Tiki Room bathroom is the best bathroom in the park. Huh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I've still never been in that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was I, yeah. I have a proper bladder control, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's very hard, especially when we go with the segment of our friends that likes to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we just go, okay, we're going to go do this. We'll be back. Or do you yeah. guys want to go? No? Okay, we'll, we'll meet you here or right. whatever. And uh, that, that's the only way to do it. You can't keep a group together. It's no. impossible. But you tried. We tried. We, we hit um, pirates, uh, we, pirates together. We hit uh, the Haunted Mansion together. We hit Small World together. And uh, we rode the train. Mm-hmm. And those were the four things we could do together. Because there are kids ranging from literally three months to 26 years old, mm-hmm. and then parents, and then a grandparent. And so it was, it was impossible to really find something that everyone wanted to do besides those four rides and dinner. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, over we, and, and over and again. Over again, exactly. So we, we split up a lot, and there are some of the, you know, some of my nieces and nephews wanted to go on the Fantasyland rides with my kids because it's cool to, to see kids because they get it. Like they're old enough, they get it. They yeah. know exactly what's going on on the rides, and so, I mean, that was that was cool. That was definitely cool. Um, but Big Thunder was fantastic, isn't it? Great, fantastic, and a five minute wait. Wow, wow. it was pouring. It was oh, pouring. That's right, you went first... during Stormageddon, right? Yeah, it was pouring the first two days, and so there was one point in one day where it stopped raining for about four hours. <laughs> yeah, and that's when we could hit a lot of those rides. And it took like we literally walked through the line, walked on, and went. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Great. This is fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, how was it being in the rain? Because I've always really, really, really wanted to go to Disneyland in the rain. If you go in the rain, make sure it's pouring, because we've been there when it's just kind of light sprinkling, and it's, it's, there's no difference. But mm. um, a lot of the you know huge rides aren't going to be open because of the rain. But there is no one there. The first few days we right. were there, we didn't wait more than five minutes for a ride. We literally. Walked up to the mansion, walked up the steps, and right onto the elevator. Yeah, I would. I'd love to. I would love to go in the rain. Yeah, it's well, fantastic. Love it, but it never rains. Yeah, that's true. Stupid rain. <laughs> it was. It was cool though. You know, I was surprised. Yeah. It was not. It was like a torrential downpour. Like, so was, what? What? Oh, what yeah. rides did they shut down? They shut down all the outdoor ones. Obviously. All the outdoor ones. So um, I would love to ride Big Thunder in the rain. But it was. They closed it. So I know, but oh, I would love too? to ride it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and so Big Thunder, <laughs> Big Thunder was closed. Um, see, but when when you think about it, there's not th- that many outdoor rides. So Big right. Thunder, uh, Jungle Cruise was closed. Um, That's the perfect place. It's a rainforest. Yeah, why would that be closed? The track is underwater. They, well, because you're not. Yeah, and then the thing gets all wet. The, it, oh, the seats I mean, get I get wet. It's, I guess it's slippery. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, fall hazard as well. Um, but basically, it was those two, and then um, some of the stuff in Fantasyland, like the Carousel, Dumbo, um, the Storybook Canals is always closed anyway. But you know, it, was, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, but I mean, it was bet- besides those rides, and then California Screaming and Radiator Springs Racers. Everything else was open. Wow, because everything else is inside. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, so it was good. It was good. I would do, definitely do it again. Um, also saw uh, the Christmas Parade, which oh, was fantastic. How was that? Oh. Like the actual parade, the actual entire parade it was fantastic. Wow! And just, just and I think I watched the parade itself for two minutes. Yeah, and just watched my boys for the rest of the time because uh. they their faces just lit up, <laughs> especially when Santa came out. Oh, their faces lit up. <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah, it was it was over <laughs> at that point. Also, we dressed the kids up as characters, so we had. So- uh, 
I had a question about this because mm-hmm. I saw a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, you do know that Purple Rain Prince is not a character at Disneyland, <laughs> right? Jack did not have the hat on. He did look like Prince without the hat, but he was Captain <laughs> Hook. I will bathe I saw that in and the I was l- like, waters wow. of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> the rivers of America. I was like, oh my. Well, first of all, I was super impressed because I was like, wow. If yeah. this kid knows Prince Purple Rain, then that is fantastic. We need, can we, we, we need to post that on the blog because, you're, yeah. because Jack looks like Prince from Purple yeah. Rain. And the funny thing is that there's actually a picture of me from uh, Becca's 30th birthday party. And yes. I'm dressed as Prince from Purple Rain. Right. Oh my and I look gosh. just like him. Yeah, I know exactly what picture you're talking yeah, exactly. about. Those two photos need to be next to each other. Yes, yes. Right, let's make that happen. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, so uh, that, we dressed them up. So um, obviously, well, Jack, my oldest one, was uh, Captain Hook. Got a picture with Hook and uh, Peter Pan. And then also my, oh, that's cool. yeah, my youngest one was Buzz Lightyear. And mm-hmm. I mean, people stop. Like, you think people stop for, for the princesses, the little girls <laughs> dressed as princesses? <laughs> they were fawning over my boys. Like, they really? loved it. Yeah. Well, it helps that they're adorable. Um, they are. They get it from their mom, <laughs> if she's listening. Um, and if not, she gets it from me. Exactly. Um, also, um, me. One of the well, another great thing we did. Yeah, we uh, got concierge. We stayed at the oh, Disneyland Hotel. You always do that. Uh, we did That's... it at Paradise Pier before, and I wouldn't say it was worth it. Yeah. Disneyland, it was. Uh, yeah. Especially since one of the nights uh, we went back early and. Um, we were able to go up and watch the fireworks from the 11th floor mm-hmm. in Disneyland Hotel. And, you know, you're there and you have a glass of champagne and you're watching what's going on. It's, it's really cool. It was That's awesome. really cool. Um, loved that. Um, Trader Sam's. Checked that place out for the first time, which oh, is great. That place is kind of fun. I like it. I like it. Um, Jingle Cruise. Man, yeah. I've, I've said multiple times I thought it would be terrible. And... I was not wrong. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it. Oh, so bad. It was so bad. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, the ride's normally just cheesy, but it was mm-hmm. unbearably cheesy. <clears throat> yeah. It was really bad. Um, and then we we saw a lot of the different shows that are on the street. And the one that we really liked was the Barbershop Quartet. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. They did a good job. Yeah. So it's trying to. It's kind of changed. It's always been about running around and as many rides as I can and. It's different now. We're actually really taking in all that Disneyland has to offer now. So it's cool. That's nice. Yeah, that, yeah, that is an interesting point in your kind of, um, I don't know, uh, Disneyland travels through life. Because mm-hmm. that, that is usually how it goes. Like, Tara and I, we would we used to go down for a weekend. There's no right. way we would do that anymore. We were way too old and lazy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, then when you go, you, you kind of end up taking more in. And it's less about let's do this and let's do this and let's do this. It's about, well, I don't really care. Right. Let's just hang out. Let's check this thing out over here. What's in this corner? And it was cool. I mean, we went yeah. in almost every shop because the boys wanted to go in. And we got to see I, a lot of things we never would have seen. Love doing that. Yeah. It we, was, we'll it was do great. that like three times. Yeah. I, I just I love poking around and seeing, not that I can afford any of it, right. but I love poking around and seeing what, the, what they have. To sell and then judging mm-hmm. everything because most of it's kind of like <laughs> terrible. Well, even in the stores, there's little details. If you like in that mm-hmm. first main store, the Emporium, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Like you look up and there's all these like cool displays that you never see. Yeah. Like, nobody ever looks up. Yeah, the restaurant. Oh, not the restaurant. The uh, the stores are kind of themed. That they're all decorated. It's not just like a big box store or something right. like that. Right. It, 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 they have a lot of cool stuff. So next time you're in any of those stores on Main Street, yeah, look up. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at the rafters, yeah. man. There's there's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, good. It sounds like you had a good time, Terrence. Yeah, One day, fun. we will go together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When, um... Well, let's try to coordinate a time to go to the Walt Disney Family Museum first. Yes. yes. Baby steps. We got to baby steps. Yes, baby steps. Yeah.
All right, so Terrence, you are going to cover for us the history of Adventureland, which is probably one of my favorite lands. Okay. Well, so I hope you don't mess it up. I hope I don't <laughs> as well. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the history of Adventureland. And before we get into it, I just want to say why I chose this, because we always go over topics and who wants to do what. Uh, the reason I chose it is I never really liked Adventureland. Oh. Yeah, okay. it's never been a favorite of mine. You so you're know? trying to prove it to yourself. Yeah, I, I really why? wanted to. I wanted to see what... Um, what don't you like about it? Just kind of empty there's not a lot there you know it's usually just my passageway to pirates or to the haunted mansion it's, shot, mm-hmm. it's not anything that i really i it's not a destination it's not mm-hmm. there might be a ride there but as as a whole it's not a destination for me okay yeah so okay so i decided i wanted to to look into it and see uh exactly why this land is even there you know what walt's idea was and i learned a lot and i think i appreciate it a lot more okay so nice. so um First uh, first off is Walt's dedication of the land, and this is what he said. Adventureland. Oh, this doesn't sound like Walt. It sounds, no. <laughs> it doesn't, no, but that's no. okay. This one, <laughs> I'll, but I'll still read it like that. Adventureland. Here is adventure. Here is romance. Here is mystery. Tropical rivers silently flowing into the unknown. The unbelievable splendor of exotic flowers. The eerie sound of the jungle. With eyes that are always watching. This is Adventureland. Now that right there, I'm like, wow, that okay. So I that's the first thing that I I found when I was looking this up. I'm like, okay, so let's see exactly what he wanted to do. All right. Now over the time, Adventureland basically is the most unchanged land within all of Disneyland, um, as far as decor is concerned. Oh. There's a few reasons. Uh, first, the land has the fewest attractions of any land in Disneyland. It's the fewest the fewest things to actually do within there. Okay. Um, second, lots of the attractions were actually just repurposed uh, to create new attractions. And third, unlike Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Two Town, and obviously all of California Adventure, you can't really stray away from the look of Adventureland. You know, it's it's based on different areas that you can look up in books and see what they look like. So you right. can't really stray that far from there. So you can't really retheme the thing. Now, Walt's idea for Adventureland was to take his guests through the remote jungles of Asia, Africa, South America, and the South Pacific. Uh, and Adventures Land's theme is a combination of tiki decor and lush vegetation. Um, and literally, it's the most shaded area within all of the park hmm. due to the full-size trees that they imported uh, from all around the world. Now, uh, area sound, because of the theme, um, you get tribal performances, uh, conga drums, and animal sounds. I think we have audio for that as well. So that's kind of what you hear when you start walking in. Like immediately when you walk in, you start hearing this yeah. music as you're walking through. Um, and Walt coined the phrase, the plausible impossible, to describe the purpose and need for detail, for detail, especially within this land. And that's why it's so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous that Adventureland exists. Because I want to ask you guys <laughs> something. Yeah. What's the first thing that you see when you walk into Adventureland? The Dole Whip Tiki Room. When you uh, once once you're past the gates, the Dole Whips. What's the first thing that you see? A store. The Jungle Cruise. You know what the first thing you see is restrooms. But you don't think about that. There's yeah. restrooms right oh, there. Yeah. There's a there's like a fort gate taking you into Frontierland, but uh-huh. you don't think about any of that. They put so much detail into this land that your eyes are drawn somewhere else, hmm. and that's why it's an uh, plausible impossible for you to be thrust into the middle. Of, uh, of of a, a, a forest in 
like four different continents yeah. all at the same time. Huh. So it's, it's actually pretty neat. So this is what was there. Uh, this was the attractions that these were the attractions that were there in Adventureland on the opening day. It's going to take a while to get through this. The Jungle Cruise. <laughs> that's, that's, it. It. that's it. Yeah, that was the only attraction that was there in that land on opening day. Huh. Uh, so we're I, and I know this is your favorite ride. So we're going to take a look at the Jungle Cruise for. Do a we have to? Because we have to. Are you sure? <laughs> we have to. Doesn't everybody know about the Jungle Cruise already? No, we're going to look a little bit deeper. All right. So um, Bill Evans is the man that was responsible for landscaping within Disneyland, and the reason this happened is because he landscaped. Walt's house as well. He did such a great job at Walt's home that he decided to have him create all the gardens within Disneyland. Uh, so the landscape was very bare when the park opened, so Walt asked Bill to create little signs with Latin names for all the many weeds and everything <laughs> around there. Uh, were they he, real names? They were not real names. <laughs> they were just awesome. made-up names. <laughs> uh, and then also, um, Bill rescued some orange trees, and I think we talked about this before, from uh, hi- uh, I-5, the freeway construction that was going on. Flip them upside down and put them in the the river for the Jungle Cruise to make it look unkempt. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually was all the the river itself was also uh, tinted to make it look like you're in the middle of the jungle. So it was dyed brown originally, and now it's kind of a bluish green hue. And the water that's in the Jungle Cruise is actually shared between a few attractions at Disneyland. Uh, it circulates through the Jungle Cruise, the Rivers of America, the moat at uh, Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and then also there's a portion of water right there at the Tiki Room. Really? Yes. It goes all the way to the castle? It goes all the way around like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the land was originally going to be called True Life Adventureland, uh, based on some of the nature films that the uh, studio was winning awards for. Now, honest, the first thing that Walt really wanted to do is he wanted the Jungle Cruise to be more of a zoo than a ride. And his idea was to have animals walking along the banks of the river, uh, but he didn't want them enclosed because he thought that would take away from the feel of the ride. But this idea was quickly nixed, seeing that at one point of the ride, the Jungle Cruise is within 35 feet of City Hall on Main Street. Ah. Now, the possibility of animals roaming around the park didn't seem very good for business. Right. <laughs> so, so animatronics eventually replaced the real animals because they can consistently give you the show you desire instead of being asleep half the time. Now, for the ride itself, there's 12 different boats, and they only have nine functioning at any given time. Uh, the Amazon Bell, the Congo Queen, the Ganges uh, Gal, the Hondo Hattie, Irrawaddy Woman, Kissimmee Kate, Nile Princess, Iranoko Adventures, Suwani Lady, the Yangtze Lotus, the Zambezi Miss, and the Yukaili Yuna. And that one is the only one that is wheelchair accessible. So if there's a wheelchair per, uh, per a wheelchair person a person in line who's that would uh, be fantastic it's yeah. a transformer <laughs> if there's a person in line who actually is in a wheelchair uh, they'll make sure that they get that boat operational so they can ride the ride as well um, everything stayed the same from 55 until 62 uh, which brought a major change to the Jungle Cruise um, and this is the part that you'll like up until this point uh, the ride was designed to feel like you're actually taking a cruise through a distant jungle. Uh, there was a driver who told no jokes, basically kind of oh, gave a, yes. a spiel that was from a documentary. Good. Yes. I like documentaries. But in 62, <laughs> uh, they brought the jokes into it, and Ugh. that made it a great ride. So I have a couple. Yes, yes. I have a couple so jokes for you. better. I have a couple jokes for you guys. So I while you're know in, you. <laughs> Go ahead, Terrence. So while you're in line, overhead, you'll hear um, your attention, please. We do not allow cutting in line here at the world-famous Jungle Cruise. Anyone caught with a pair of scissors will be asked to leave. 
I get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Yeah. I, oh, it's very corny. Uh, yeah. No, I love it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your attention, please. With the party that lost the roll of fifty twenty dollar bills wrapped in a red rubber band, please report to the turnstile. We have good news for you. We found your rubber band. So you know things, <laughs> just things like that. Very corny, uh, but just to kind of keep your attention. And so they started adding those in, not only to uh, the line, not only to the loading dock, but the ride itself. Like when you go behind the uh, falls, and I hear this every single time on there where they go, you know, and now you're approaching the beautiful Schweitzer Falls named after the famous African explorer, Dr. Albert Falls. Mm-hmm. And then when you go on the backside, named after the famous backside of the famous explorer, Dr. Albert Falls. So they added those things because they found that the ride was very stale for people. If you're going on the ride every single time and you're hearing the same spiel, Yes, like you're listening to a documentary, you right. don't want to go back on the ride. Well, it, but it's the same with the same boring jokes. But it's not the same jokes every time. Most of the time, it is. The, it depends on who you get. You can get mm-hmm. some good get some good. I, I say guys, skippers. Yeah, skippers. Yeah. Right. Um, some of them are really, really good, and then some of them, no. it's just like, what is this? <laughs> no, none of them are really good. In fact, they all just seem like drama club dropouts. They are. Right. <laughs> I can't stand the Jungle Cruise. Sorry. I'm t- it's, but it's not about me. It's about you, Terrence. <laughs> well, personally, I do enjoy the ride. I well, really do. You're a better man than I am. Well, that's true. So uh, th- <laughs> <laughs> things in Adventureland uh, basically stay, stay the same and kind of stale until 62 as well. So um, not only the inclusion of the, uh, the jokes and making it kind of campy, uh, but actually the Tahitian Terrace restaurant opened as well. Um, it's located immediately inside Adventureland's gate, and it was a Polynesian-style restaurant with a hula show. Um, also, um, also a humongous artificial tree was added to the far end of the land, and this was called the Swiss Family Treehouse. And this gave the kids air, an area where they could actually climb up into the treehouse, run around, and get some energy out as well. Right. So, I mean, that was huge, and that really brought people back to the land. Uh, they also added the uh, Big Game Safari Shooting Gallery, where you were shooting real pellets at 10 targets. I would like that, please. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I, it was, they had the same thing in Frontierland. Um, and that's actually located, that was located where um, the Indiana Jones outpost is located now. But oh, okay. it was really neat uh, okay. because you could actually hear the ping all throughout Adventureland as well. Yeah. And it brought people right back to that. Um, so, in, so that was 62. Uh, the next major change happened in 63 when the Tiki Room was open to the public. Now, the original plan for the room was for it to be a dinner show featuring animated birds. Um, and th- this was a major reason why there's air conditioning and bathrooms in the attraction now. Um, and the they their original plan was to have the magic fountain in the center of the room to act as a coffee station for people. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also logistically smart because it would share the same kitchen at with the Tahitian uh, Terrace and the Plaza Pavilion, since all of them were, are actually connected. They're part of the same building. Um, but the question that came up is: Would people feel comfortable eating with birds above them? <laughs> and even ev- though they're fake. Even though they're fake, then people said no. They wouldn't feel comfortable. The other thing is that mm. Walt is Walt is someone who always wants people want people to get the best show. So you have one of two ways that you do it. You either bring in an, an entire restaurant of people and have them all eat together and get the same show, and which takes up a lot of time, and you can't really get a lot of people in there at a time. Right. Or you have people rotate in, and they're going to miss portions of the show. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're not going to do any kind of dinner theater. We're just strictly going to do an attraction. Um, and it was it was great. It really caught on. Um, there, this was actually the first attraction to feature audio animatronics. Um, and one of the biggest draws with, was the Barker Bird that was outside. Um, and it served two functions. First, it was a typical uh, carnival barker. 
those amigos down there. It is me up here. <laughs> amigos, Romans, and Disneylanders. <laughs> Stop walking while I'm squawking. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. It is the world premiere of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. It is fun. It is Disney entertainment at its most exciting best kind. It is on the inside, not the outside. <laughs> That would be silly. In the Enchanted Tiki Room, you sit down on your feather dusters inside an air-conditioned theater. You watch more than... So it's pretty neat. So what it would, what uh, what it also did was show people exactly what they would see inside. You have this this bird. People kept asking if the bird was real or not, hmm. and it's a bird wearing a top hat and a bow tie. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're just they had no idea why this bird wasn't flying That's away. That's the best part about Disneyland. You never know, right? <laughs> well, but you do. Well. <laughs> Maybe in the sixties you didn't, right? But it was it was. Am neat. I seeing? Are you seeing that? Am I like? <laughs> yeah. Are we good? Are we not good? Do I need to? Where's I first need water. Aid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty neat. And, and seeing that they're really trying to promote the Polynesian lifestyle and Polynesian culture, uh, United Airlines picked up because uh, they thought it would help their flights to Hawaii. Oh. Um, so they were actually the sponsor until 75, and then Dole took over, and Dole's been there ever since. Now, the attraction, um, it really caught on. And your host for the show, once you get on, are four macaws named Jose, who, are, who was voiced by Wally Bogue, Michael voiced by Fulton Burley, Pierre, voiced by Ernie Newton, and Fritz, voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft, who also was the one who sang um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, that song, and also the voice of Tony the Tiger. Oh. Yeah, so I think we have a little bit of audio from that as well. Buenos dias, senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Oh, look at all the people. Welcome to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Hey, Michael, mi amigo. Pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is. And what darling people I have sitting under me. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. Oh, pardon, madame. That whistle was for my good friend, Fritz. Ach, to Liebe, I almost fell out of my upper perch. Glad to see you all aboard. Sure, or <laughs> wherever you are. So it's, it was actually pretty neat. You know, it's a, a really neat show. They had um, all everything in there came to life, uh, whether it be the plants, whether it be the, the tikis, whether it be the drummers on top, everything came to life. And so it was really neat. Most people hadn't seen that before. But... Things in Adventureland stayed the same again for a while. It stayed yeah. the same until about 85. Love it. Yeah, but then in 85, they uh, did a rehab of the Jungle Cruise where they made it two stories. Um, and the uh, and then stayed What do you mean the, 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 the boathouse itself? The boathouse. Okay. The boathouse The itself. line. Yeah, the okay. line, the queue. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, Which, oddly enough, you don't really get to go up. Right, except for like super, super busy days. Right, but normally that, that ride's not... Not very busy, so you're not up there anyway. Yeah, but they have cool stuff. Like, if you're ever killing they, time, try to just, I don't know if you can sneak up there, or maybe ask to be taken up there, because they have some cool little stuff, man. Absolutely. They have uh, cool animatronic, like an animatronic raven that I never even uh, noticed until the last time I was or there. Or vulture? Is it a vulture? A vulture, I mean. Yeah. I'm sorry, a yeah, vulture. I didn't even notice until the last time I was there. Uh, so, 85, they did the rehab. Everything stayed the same for another eight years. Um, in 93, the Tahitian Terrace became the uh, Aladdin's Oasis. Uh, but then also in 93, people started noticing that they started to kind of change the look and feel of the entire land. And it became more of a 1940s feel. And no one was sure. 
until Indiana Jones opened. So for the 40th anniversary, Indiana Jones... Uh, the Indiana Jones adventure in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye was added to the land. Uh, this came on the heels of the success of the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular at the Hollywood Studios, and this was the fourth time that George Lucas worked with Disneyland. Obviously, stunt spectacular, Captain EO, Star Tours, and now Indiana Jones. And unlike other collaborations, there was actually a backstory to go along with this. So they're creating a completely different story for this ride. Now, some of the early concepts uh, refer to be a walkthrough adventure, and I don't know why Disneyland always tries to do walkthroughs. It never, <laughs> it never does. Works it out. never works. So I don't know why that's even part of the Blue Sky phase. But they wanted to do a walkthrough. Uh, then they decided, you know, maybe we should do some kind of a high-speed mine car ride. Like, it was Temple of Doom that was in, right? It was it Temple of Doom? Mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah. So they wanted to do something like that. Um, and so they brought in Tony Baxter. And Tony Baxter led uh, himself. He had a team of 100 Imagineers. There were over 400 people working on this ride, but he had 100 Imagineers, and they tried to make this a uh, reality. Uh, so to make this a reality, they actually had to tear down and remove the Eeyore parking lot. They also had to reroute the monorail and reroute the Jungle oh, Cruise a wow. little bit as well. Yeah. So they they really knew that this was going to be something that was either going to make or break this land. So they right. put everything they could into it. Wow. So uh, this ride's truly innovative. Um, there's um, each Jeep is actually uh, it's called an EMV, an enhanced motion vehicle, um, and each ride each um, vehicle rides on neoprene filled tires uh, to make sure that they operate correctly every single time. <laughs> and so each each time that you're on there, you're basically riding on a motion simulator. And it's programmed to interact with the entire environment. So, for instance, when the snake comes at you, you'll notice that the entire Jeep kind of moves away. Like, the Jeep itself is scared. <laughs> yeah. um, it, you, know, you also notice that it shudders a lot when, when it tries to die, you know, and it dips and it corners crazy. It was a way where they could make a, a track that didn't have to have crazy banks for you to feel like you're banking as well. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was pretty neat. So the whole purpose of the ride um, is for you to make it through without looking into Mara's eyes. Um, I think we have audio for that as well. So when you're first on the ride, there's, th- there's three doors. The treasure of Mara, glittering gold. It is yours. So this is when you're not supposed to look, and we always do. <laughs> of course, you have to. <laughs> Pretty color. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bird in the top hat? No, foolish infidel! You looked into my eyes. Your path now leads to the gates of doom. <laughs> so that's the beginning of the ride. It takes you through um, so many different areas. You know, fire flying around you, uh, snakes being shot at with uh, arrows. Um, it was something that really transformed Disneyland and that entire area. Uh, like I said, I mean, it's never been my favorite area, but that's the one ride that I go on when I'm in there as well. So it's it was pretty neat. And so things, once again, stayed the same for a while. Yeah. Um, and then in 1999, uh, the Swiss family moved out of their treehouse and Tarzan moved in. They got, a re- they got rescued? Yes, they got <laughs> rescued. And Tarzan moved in. So they completely rethemed that. Um, and then in 2005, uh, they brought piranhas and, and gun-happy gorillas to the Jungle Cruise, but basically everything stayed the same still. Um, the only other changes that really happened in that land was uh, there, the bazaar 
uh, changing to the Indiana Jones Trading Post. And then Bengal Barbecue actually used to be called Sunkist, I presume. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Orange juice. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's that's really it. Huh. That's what's happened there. But um, I wanted to get into a couple of the details of the land as well because okay. um, for myself, I, like I said, I'm normally just running through here. I'm not paying attention <laughs> to anything. To yeah. anything else. <laughs> exactly. So not only is everything overlaid in 1940s, uh, but also there's a lot of detail. We've talked about this one before, but at the tr- uh, the uh, trunk of the treehouse, they actually have a tribute to Jabba the Hutt, mm-hmm. if you look to it there. <laughs> um, also, um, if you look down there, in the bottom of the treehouse, there's a, uh, a phonograph, and it's playing a song called Swiss Capulca, which was a song that used to play when the Swiss Family Robinson was there. Too soon. Uh. And, so, <laughs> and so it's just a little um, homage Tribute. to them as well. Yeah. And then um, also in the bottom of there, there's a little kitchen. And if you look in the kitchen, um, on top of a crate, there's uh, Mrs. Potts and Chip. From Beauty and the Beast. I hmm. have spotted them there before. Never seen that before. I n- I'd never saw it before. Uh, there's a Mercedes truck at um, at the Indiana Jones ride, and it's the same truck that was used in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, we've we've all known that there's hieroglyphics everywhere on Indiana Jones, but they had a purpose. Now, um, normally it was just use one eight hundred call AT and T or something right. like that. Yeah. But it's it's neat to go through there and try to decode it. Um, and then also, if you're on indie and um, and you want when you get to the beginning, the uh, sorry, the end of the projection room, ask the cast member to show you where the original ER parking sign is. Mm-hmm. Is right back there mm-hmm. where where that is. Um, also, in the line for um, for indie, there's an archaeology office, and if you take a look at the archaeology office, you'll see that there's a Life magazine featuring Mickey Mouse on the cover, and there's also a crate addressed to Obi Wan. Oh. That's like right after you watch the safety video right, yes. with Salah. Exactly. And so usually they'll they'll make you skip that. But again, I think if you ask They'll show like you. Like we got we you know, we just walked back there and, and yeah, they'll just let you sometimes they'll let you hang out. We've actually actually been asked to move along to shift. Oh on, really? But, well it's kinda lame. Yeah, it's kinda lame. But i mean again, cool theming that sounds great in the moment, but it really doesn't get used. Right, I know. At all. Well, it's uh, on busy days you'll see it. Yeah. On busy days you'll see you'll have a lot of time to look at all of this <laughs> yeah. on busy days. Right. Yeah. And then the last thing is that if you look at um, Aladdin's Oasis, um, on top of Aladdin's Oasis, there's kind of a spire, and on top of the spire is Genie's lamp. Oh. Didn't notice that until last time I was there. I actually <laughs> didn't even have to look that one up. I added that one in. Nice work. <laughs> now um, there, the, we all know there's famous people who've worked at Disneyland. Uh, but there's four people who are somewhat famous who used to be skippers on the Jungle Cruise. Oh. Three of them mm. confirmed. Oh. One of them hasn't been debunked yet. Okay. So the first one is Ron Ziegler, and he was uh, Who's that? Pre- he was President Nixon's press secretary. Okay. Weird. Yeah, he was a skipper. Yeah, I know, you said famous. I didn't know yeah. you meant. Oh, yeah. Like, not really. Somewhat famous. He's on the interwebs. Oh. Um, John Lasseter. Well, who, so am I, but I'm not famous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, John Lasseter, who's the uh, chief creative os- officer of uh, Pixar and also the primary creative advisor for Imagineering, was a skipper there. Kevin Costner. Oh. Was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise. Now this one. See that. This one. There's a lot of people who say this is true. Obama. Oh no. <laughs> Obama. No. There's no. There's no Disneyland in Hawaii. That's true. So, um, <laughs> not yet. Well, not, not back yet, then. Not yet. Exactly. Yeah. But um, people have said Robin Williams. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm saying uh, I cannot I can, find it. De- I, I cannot that. find it debunked. See, he would anywhere. be a really good skipper. I think he'd be fantastic. But I don't, yeah. I, well, I can't find it debunked anywhere. Hmm. They said it was leading up to. He his was a time. Disney guy. Yeah. 
to his time where he actually started getting famous in the L.A. comedy scene. Interesting. Is that what he, that's where he worked. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I'd like to find out if that one's real. Go for it, Tim. Get I, on the internet. Uh, oh, yeah, you can't. Let's actually, say. I fixed it. I'm cool. Oh, nice. Good job. Yeah. I, I saw your name pop up on Drive. I'm cool. I was like, oh, she's yeah. on her phone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Did you want to do nice. that? No, you don't want to do that? Well, actually, yeah, we can play one audio clip. Okay. So this is what you'll hear. This is, uh, this is actually John Lasseter, um, one of the, oh, gosh, one of the main guys at Pixar. Guy he, in, is the, he is Pixar. He is the, yeah, he's he started he Pixar the and they created he's Toy one Story of, yeah, and all one that of the kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, but he worked at Disney beforehand and got yeah. kicked out and yeah. did Pixar. But uh, this is him retelling his favorite, favorite joke from when he was a skipper. Yeah, and uh, be, be, be prepared to be very underwhelmed. <laughs> being a ride operator on Jungle Cruise, I'm going to brag here because being a ride operator on the Jungle Cruise is the best job in the whole park. There okay, you go. That's you my favorite Jungle Cruise joke. This is it. Okay, as you go through the hippo pool, and you go bang bang, you shoot the hippos and all that stuff. You turn around, and you approach. The, the native village, right? The first thing you see is a canoe full of, of, of skulls sitting there. So, and I'm always turned, so I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the, the boat, the people in the boat, talking, 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 talking about the hypos. I turn around, I see those skulls, and I scream, and I dive down and find a little kid and hide behind him. I said, don't make any sudden moves. You know, uh, this is the natives. They're, 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 they could be very dangerous, but they're, sometimes they're friendly. And then I'm sitting there, and I look, and as you come around the bend, they're dancing. They're doing that kind of jing, 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 dancing. I go, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is extremely rare to see this. They're doing their famous, I can't find the bathroom dance. Everybody laughs, and you let them laugh a little bit, and you go on. Long pause, and you go, that's why they call them headhunters. Like I said. (laughs) So that's what you get with a Jungle Cruise. You get kind of campy, cheesy things like that. But, you know, after doing this, I kind of appreciate the land a lot more. And there's a ton of details that I've never noticed. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, good. I'm I'm glad that you got a little more enrichment out of... uh... Out of the land, Taryn, what did you think about that joke? Um, I didn't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, I have a feeling most people won't get it. I think most women don't get it because only men, because yeah, men like, call the bathroom the head. I hit sometimes. The head. Since when? When has that ever the been 80s, called that? Or the 90s? Really? As always? People don't do it anymore, I don't think. Since I've never forever? heard that. So, like, when Taryn sent that over, I was like, uh, that's probably the worst joke i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense that it's on the friggin' jungle cruise <laughs> so yeah that's it that's adventureland for me that's good, good I, job. I, you know i don't know as much as i harp on the jungle cruise it, it's i, I don't want to see it go away you see a lot of the you hear a lot of people go i don't like this about disneyland they need to change this no i hate the jungle cruise but i don't want to see it go away because it's vintage disneyland and that's one of the great mm-hmm. things they've done is that they've actually um They've made sure that they haven't lost that. There right. hasn't been, you know, they really haven't done very much. Even with the Jingle Cruise, they're not really changing the ride. Very no, much. it's just a, a gentle overlay. And, yeah. and, and and I remember when we first heard about it, and we were talking about it, I believe, on this show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, this is going to be awful. What are they going to do? And then we saw it, and Taryn are like, okay, it's not that bad. It's cute. 
It's not that bad. It's bad, but it's they're not butchering right. the ride itself. It's not like and a frozen overlay. Exactly. And that oh, oh. Can you imagine? Next, it's next I, year, you guys. So I I, I, I will I say that that um I did put uh, I, I picked up on a rumor uh, about the Tiki Room, the frozen overlay that they were animating Frozen, a Frozen song into the Tiki Room. Uh, and at the time I had no idea what it was going to be for. Um turns out it's for a commercial. Okay, that's so fine. So everyone you know, everybody can read that. I posted it, but I just want to make sure to make sure to clarify that uh, we're getting we're getting selfied here. Start waving at the camera. I'm about to photobomb hold on. Yeah, we're photobombing. <laughs> photobomb, photobomb that. No, get right in there. I don't know, anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So everyone, anyway. calm down. I guess they did a little bit for pirates also, but um, Terrence, Terrence, <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a good point about the hieroglyphics because it reminded me the last time we went to Disneyland, uh, our friend Warren and I went through and took a bunch of photos. Oh, yeah. And then Taryn made those decoder buttons. And we sat and decoded like all the messages, and I never put them online. There were people uh, <laughs> behind me. I had my backpack on last time we went, and yeah. they saw the um, – they actually first said, what, what's not Greg? And so I got to tell them about that's the what show. everybody asked. Yeah, but then they saw the um, the decoder, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, that's awesome! Can we use that?" And so I just took it off and gave it to them. I was like, "Hey, go cool. for it!" Yeah, and we need to do that. We need yeah, to we make, make more, some of more of those. Of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Like uh, the hieroglyphics by the drinking fountain says something about the water of life. And mm-hmm. Whatever. It's uh, yeah, it's a good time, and it's, it makes the ride the line a little bit more enjoyable because everyone knows about the shaking the pole or pulling up on the rope, yeah. but you have something else to do instead. Well, and, and you know, and also, if you're really killing time and you don't care about anything, you don't care about the line, you don't have anywhere to be, you can just stand there and let people go through yes. and just sit and try to decode the thing. And yeah. we were doing that with photos, and people were waiting for us, and we're like, "No, no, you can go. We're we're you know we're messing around. Right? Just stand there and enjoy the thing." And that's one thing I don't like about that uh, about that ride, that line, the the, the queue is, is it's so detailed. It's probably the most yeah. detailed queue yes. in the entire entirety of the park. I would say so. And there's so much to see, but you don't have time because you're just basically in a rush to mm-hmm. get ahead because you just, I don't know, there's that anticipation of I got to get through this line, yeah. right. even if it's a five minute wait. Mm-hmm. Well, and that ride, like, because it was so huge to start off with, I mean, with everything that went into it, it was, you're right. It was totally make or break. And so that, queue line like some of it you don't even ever see the part that's like right between the beginning of the line and the um jungle cruise like there's that that portion in between that just that has rows and oh, rows yeah. that are never open like, yeah you, like, i don't even know oh, what's the, over the there. overflow yeah yeah it's just yeah it's just more of the same but it, but it is cool and i remember as a kid i think it was like 93 94 going to disney with my dad and they had built that temple front, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of go and look at it and go, oh, this will be cool, but right. you couldn't see what else was going on. And so it's kind of interesting to see all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, good job, Terrence. Yeah, Thank that was you. great. I think you did awesome. Uh, so now we get to the fact of the show, uh, and then we get out of here. And this fact of the show I thought was pretty interesting. It's something that I kind of didn't really know per se, but I thought I knew. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Um, all of the faces... Uh, not all of the faces. There are uh, several faces that get reused throughout the rides in Disneyland. For example, oh. in in the Pirates uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, the well scene where they're dunking uh, oh, Carlos, yeah. mm-hmm. I believe his name is. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know he had a name. Yeah, but his wife like really? it sounds she like she, it. it sounds like she's saying Carlos like a goes, like a British accent. Don't tell him Carlos. Carlos chicken. Yeah. Don't be chicken. Oh, I didn't even realize like. 
Taryn's never been to Disneyland before. No, I, <laughs> I guess I just didn't really. I've never really listened to like the storyline yeah. as I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. So the the uh, the mayor. So in that scene, the mayor, the flute player, and one of the men in line to be dunked after Carlos all use the same face sculpture. Uh, this face later gets used in the jail uh, as the uh, the guy whistling for the dog. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's like yeah. four or five people in that ride that have the same face. That's so weird because like the the dunking guy, he's fat. He has a fat face. He has a fat yeah. face, but then the other guy doesn't. The whistler guy doesn't. So it's interesting. It's a somewhat fat face. Yeah? It just doesn't have the water shooting out of his mouth. But yeah. you can see. Oh, because I guess he's like. Yeah. Well, it's not the like actual guy. The it's not the guy yes. getting dunked. It's just oh. in that scene. Oh. oh, I thought it was the same oh, guy. Oh, oh. Okay. No, no. It's it's the mayor, oh. the flute player, and one of the guys in line all have the same face. Interesting. Cool. That's uh, cool. And, okay. Yeah, and apparently there's a bunch of others throughout, the, throughout rides. They'll change them throughout rides. So huh. I'm trying to get a, a, a list of all those and uh, and maybe some photos. Cool. So we'll cool. see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was it. That was our nice. fact of the show. Um, let me play this music here so everyone knows that we're leaving. Yes. Um, okay. Thanks everyone for sticking with us. This was the history of Adventureland show. I feel like I learned something. I learned I something totally about did. Terrence. And how um, he uh, learned a bunch of things about Adventureland. So you like Adventureland. That was my thing, right? I do thing, like right? it now, yes. You, you do. I do. Okay. I do. It and won't be a pass-through anymore. Just well, because good. what changed for you? Just knowing about it? A lot like the watching the movies before going to Fantasyland? Yes, it's the same thing. Just knowing more about it made me enjoy it a lot more. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's funny how knowledge can, can illuminate and make you <laughs> learn things about yourself and about others. That's the best time to leave right now. Just end it. Dude, that's perfect. (laughs) 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 All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Uh, Check us out online, earsup-podcast.com, and we'll see you in the parks.